Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. You are tuning in listening to WWVU FM Morgantown 91.7. This is the Cinematic Odyssey here on United to the Moose. It's been yeah, a while. It's been a while since we've uh, come here and done an episode, done a recording here. Um, last one was 2001 A Space Odyssey. That was a lot of fun. That was, what, like two weeks ago? Yeah. Two weeks yeah, ago, just about, I just graduated from college about a week ago, drove across the country. Now back home, I've been uh, furiously app- applying the jobs. I've applied to over 20 jobs. And um, if any of the uh, recruiters, you know, that take a liking to um, my resume, please listen I know you're probably listening. If you are listening, please give me the job, please. <laughs> call me. Yeah. Give me a call. <laughs> I'm a great. I'm a character reference. I'm a great reference. Give me a call, please. <laughs> I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tristan, Tristan's been doing the less fun stuff. I've just been dangling off of cliffs. Not for two weeks consecutively, but, you know, on and off inter- intermittently, if mm. you will. Mm. Yeah, that, that sounds the. Uh... That sounds fun. Actually, not for me though. That's not that's not my type of thing. Yeah. But um I think we've actually got a first for the uh film that we're talking about this week. The first? Uh, a first. It's a first for for this podcast in a sense of it is the first uh movie that we were discussing that my parents saw before me. Oh, I see. I can't I think, think of another one that I didn't. That's have. probably the case too for me. Yeah, I think I think my parents have seen it. They probably saw it when it came out in 2014. Um, uh, it's say the name. It's a ride. Uh, it's Gone Girl. Gone, Gone Girl. Girl from David Fincher. Uh, f- which funnily enough, the book I think came out a year prior to this the film coming out. Yeah, it was like two or three. So years the book released. Those. David Fincher read it, and then the author wrote the screenplay, and then David Fincher yeah. directed it, made the film, starring right. Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike. And shout out to um, oh, what's her name? Oh, what's her name? Who plays Ben's sister, Margot Dunn? Oh, I actually don't know. Dune, Carrie Coon. That's her name. Shout out to her. Fantastic performance. But uh, I was not expecting it to go the way that it went. I didn't really know much about it. I mean, other than, you know, Fincher film. Um, Ben's wife leaves or like disappears. And the media is like freaking out. And they're like pinning it on him. And that's all I knew. Yeah. But that that was only a fracture of the wild, crazy insanity that this movie is. Yeah. All the twists and turns that it takes you on. The oh most my. the most degenerate, depraved ac- white person activity on planet Earth. Oh my goodness. This is what <laughs> happens. This is what happens when housewives don't get any attention from their husbands. This is what they do. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
no. Rosamund Pike. Um, Amy Dune, right? Her name's Amy. Yes, Amy, Amy Dunn. Yeah. Amy Dunn, Dune, whatever. Um, most normal American, uh, white American housewife. Yeah. <laughs> Her parents are wildly successful authors, so she's rich and has a trust fund. She is not like most people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and and that book, that book is about her. Yeah, the amazing Amy. Oh gosh, Amy. there's so much. Like going through the um the opening credits. Like I I love, I really respect it, and I love it when authors are able to write uh, write their own screenplays or have a say in the, uh, how their work gets adapted i know that um uh steven shabosky i think that's how you say his name uh the guy who wrote the perks of being a wallflower i believe he directed he directed, he directed that yeah and wrote it yeah so like i i liked that you know jillian flynn was able to write her screenplay i think it 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 just makes it clearer and plus she knows what she's trying to cut out so the adaptation from book to screen maybe cuts some things that, I mean, no, definitely cuts some things that are sitting in in the background, extra details, things like that. But she still has the big best hold on of of the story than anyone. So, um, you know, having her do it means that she still is able to put forth a compelling two and a half hour film that is really really messed up really messed up yeah when did you see it when was did you see it the day before i saw it last night last night okay i i saw it a couple weeks ago it's not as fresh in my mind as it was it is it is for you but i still vividly remember uh most of the uh the insanity that our our two leads, their characters are both horrible. I mean, one more so than the other. I think that's not particularly think, easy to. Um, I'm interested to hear who you think is more horrible. Oh, I mean, one's certainly more psychotic. I, I mean, it's. I think it's easy. Amy do Amy Dunn is um, the more sinister character yeah uh, and like that's not that's not to say that nick doesn't have his flaws doesn't it, yeah no nick him. nick is not good either he's bad in different ways not he's not as psychotic definitely nowhere nearly as psychotic as his uh his wife oh god no um <laughs> oh boy i don't know let's 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 see where where do we start well, they um, they're like any old couple meets at a party. Of course, yeah, they, uh, they have a great night, and then they fall in love in New York. Okay. Um, apparently, I read I read like a on the on the letter on Letterbox there was a review that said um in one of like the commentary tracks that. Fincher did. He hated Ben Affleck because he wouldn't wear a Yankee hat. Because Ben oh, Affleck's, yeah. Affleck's from Boston. And you know, Red Sox hate the Yankees. Yeah. Vice versa. Yeah, just a little little fun fact. But anyways, uh Oh, I didn't I knew that fact. I didn't know it was with this movie. 
that's yeah yeah um anyways that's not important what's important though our two our two our two leads they meet in at a party fall in love yada 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 beautiful beautiful how nice they get married after what was it like two years or something like that yeah it was two years um both of them pretty wealthy they had to leave new york um because Nick, His mom got sick. Nick's mom, yeah, had cancer, so they went to move back to Missouri. Pretty nice neighborhood, pretty nice area, whatever. Um, oh, yeah. And then she dies, and then we catch up to the present day. Well, it's kind of told, this, the film is told retroactively. It uses flashbacks, um, so it's not told chronologically. Uh, yeah, it uses flashbacks. Yeah. And I think the interesting thing is with those flashbacks as we later come to discover and i'll say this right now don't listen anymore to this episode if you have not seen this movie or read this book because there are a lot of twists and turns and you'll we will we will spoil the entire thing and make it not fun for you so watch yeah. it first yeah watch first don't don't listen to this without watching it but because I'm about to just drop spoilers her, the, the flashbacks for, you know, life dating life and engaged life and the early years of their marriage. I think it's so interesting that that's how the story is chosen to be told, especially considering that the diary is fabricated and those memories. We're not sure what is true and what is not. Yeah. And I think that that is, I think that's a brilliant choice because it's, it's not that we can trust one narrative over another. We can't trust Amy over Nick or we can't trust Nick over Amy. It's, there's not facts. It's literally he said, she said. Yeah. Cause like the first half of the film, you're, you're of the mindset like, oh, Nick did it. He did. Oh, you know, oh. she, he killed her. And then we find out, oh, wait, she's actually alive. Ha uh-huh. ha. Yeah. She faked it all. She faked her death or kidnapped. Yeah, her death. It was just Why a not? prank, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did I put my husband almost on trial for the death penalty? Hey, it was just a prank, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a prank, bro. Well, he got it. He, hey, considering what happens later in the bill, he got off pretty lightly true that's that's very true um but like i mean he he acts he's not smart he doesn't act smart he doesn't he's suspicious as all hell like well yeah well also too he has a bunch of media around him constantly around him 24 7 365 yeah you know that adds to the anxiety and the pressure no less no you know oh 100 so but Either way, the film opens. We see Nick go to his sister's bar, or they co-own it uh, in the town. And it was it's their anniversary, Nick's and Amy's like wedding anniversary. Five years. They're five years, and they do like these like treasure hunting games every anniversary. Oh yeah, uh, with like riddles and poems and stuff, so they can find their each other's gifts. 
and whatnot. Um, but either way, they uh, yeah, he comes back home, and it seems to be the case that you know he's unhappy in the marriage. Something's up. You know, it's, it's not as good as it once used to be. Right, like their conversation, if I recall correctly, that they had the siblings. Yes, the bar. Yeah, no, he he wants. He was thinking he was that morning going getting a divorce that he was going to leave. Oh, okay, okay. okay. He wanted a divorce, and he didn't. He chickened out. Um, got told to basically think about it, and think about think about the marriage, go out and around and be alone so he wouldn't have an alibi and then let her you know be and then she's gone by the time he gets back home in the i mean he he does everything that he's supposed to he stays still. He doesn't. He calls the police. They come right over. They investigate. They're taking a look around. They're pointing out the things that look suspicious. But like, it's it's a design. What's I think incredible is that it's not just like a sudden whim that she gets to try and frame him for her murder. She's been working on that for years. At least, I thought. Uh, I thought the. I thought it wasn't years. Maybe like. A, uh, like several months, like At half least. a year. But I think I think. His actions lead her to want to do something about it to change him back, into the man that she wanted, or right. that she fell in love with. Yeah. And she's fully prepared to basically just let him die by lethal injection um, if he doesn't show any change during this procedure. <laughs> like, she's fully prepared to just, you know, <laughs> full send. Like, she, she's got a calendar with post-its that say kill self, question mark. Like, she's, like, planning this, including, like, her life doesn't much matter to her in the sense that she just wants revenge. I've read, I've regularly scheduled my suicide to frame my, uh, my husband for murder. She's, she's, she's planning on using her life as a way to hurt others. It's vent. You're, yeah, you're exactly right with revenge. It's twisted. Yeah. Well, I mean, and sort of. What were you gonna say? I mean, it's not, and it's not like I can't see where she's coming from either. Like, no, I was, I was about to get into that. Yeah. Right. Like the reason why she's so. Oh God! Yeah. Wants to get revenge is because she found out that he was cheating on her. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and he, he does, he's not financially responsible. He kind of just pushes her around to go where he wants to go. 
Yeah. He lost his job and he basically lost motivation. He lost um, his ability to function as a person. And he just kind of, he faded out of that persona that she fell in love with. Yeah. He was no longer her husband. He was the guy she was married to. Mm-hmm. And then so she, you know, as any normal person, rightfully decides to frame him for murder. Is <laughs> <laughs> any normal person would in that situation. Oh, yeah. Let me just uh, fake my death real quick. Uh, because my husband was cheating on me. And then he doesn't love me anymore. So let me... Uh, get him potentially killed at the most and and land him in prison for life at least. Yeah. I mean, what? It's not like it's going to be her fault. I mean, like, what is she going to, what what are they going to do? What are they going to do to her? If they find her, she'll just, you know, and she'll end her life. Like, she has no, um, there's no way she loses. And what I think is impressive is that she knows enough about these people that she surrounds herself with that she can plan on the fly and change her plan to do whatever she can based on the pressure coming in from the outside. Like, she gets her money stolen and then she makes the tip call to the police to check the shed and they arrest um, Margot, Nick's sister. Psychotic, but honestly, really smart. That's the troubling thing. I mean, yeah. Um, Yeah. And then she goes on with like the little cash that she has left. Um, and then she eventually calls her ex-boyfriend from a long time ago when she was in high school. And he's like extremely mega wealthy, like oh my god. Oh like rich, rich. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually that's the perfect descriptor. He is rich, rich. I yeah. He's giving her the tour of his lake house and he's like, the floors are heated. But the floors are heated. <laughs> he's got it like that. Neil Patrick Harris got it like that, bro. Yes, he's got it like that. But I think before we get into like the plot progressing, I think we should talk about like the portrayal of the media in the film. Oh, and yeah. And how that plays a role. Um, of course. In in the in the story. And Ben Affleck's relationship with his sister, because that's very important, mm-hmm. and his performance. Um, yeah, and like how he's how his character is kind of like coping with all these different things happening at the same time. Yeah, because uh, it's like you know. Oh, and also, you know, his, his girlfriend that he's with, Emily Ratajowski, or however you say her last name, Andy, know. Andy, her her character's name. Um, and trying to juggle that with 
his wife being missing because, you know, to the media, all they know is that she's missing. They don't yes. know that she's dead. Um, no one knows that she's dead until the police start investigating the house and they find out, oh, there's some evidence pointing to that she might have died. Um, or might have been killed. And so that is becomes a prevailing investigation into the 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 murder of Andy, or not Andy, Amy. Um, and obviously the prime suspect is Nick. <laughs> of course. Um and there's like these clues that she leaves back and behind, right? Yeah. Because it's still the anniversary, so there's clues that she leaves behind for Nick to find. The first clue is found by the police. Yes. And then the second her, one. He leads him to it's found in Amy's underwear drawer. Um, and then it takes them to his office. office yeah. Pool, where they also find a pair of red panties. Yeah. Which, which I assume is um, may or may not belong to Andy or Amy. It's not. Yeah, I don't. It's one I, of theirs. I don't believe it's clarified, but mm-hmm. either way, it's suspicious. I assume it's Andy's, but I don't know. The it's third not, clue. It's not really important. Yeah, the third clue is at his father's house. Yeah, which the police don't understand because it's the way that she refers to the house as this brown shack. Yeah. Brown house, brown and, box or something like that. And it's painted blue. Yeah, it's a blue house. But it's related to a game that they would play. Right. And so he shows up there. He finds the next clue. Beats which, the police. He doesn't yeah. want to lead the police to this, which that's the part that I don't understand from him. I, yeah, I, I, mean, I think it's, I think it's part of the uncovering of the, his wanting to keep his affair on the down low, but like, it just didn't sit well with me that he's deciding, okay, I'm just going to do this hunt by myself and find all this stuff. And then what do I do? Do I come in and say, oh, by the way, I did all this behind your back. Um, because I was cheating on my wife, but I promise she's not dead. She just bought a bunch of stuff and made it look like I did, uh, to frame me for her murder that we'd actually think she's not dead. Mm. He'd get get arrested that second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, anyways, he goes to the house, and then the next clue refers to the diary, but he can't, he doesn't know what, he's confused, he doesn't know what it's referring to, so he just kind of keeps it. Um, And then there's like, so his parents, or not his parents, her parents get into the picture. They're also very wealthy. Um, and so, so they start this, like, campaign to find her. Yeah. Um. And there's like a bunch of volunteers and whatnot. They there's like at a conference center in the town, and he Nick shows up, and obviously there's like a press conference going on or something about it. 
and yeah. he makes a statement, which to me it seems like he doesn't really care about her too much. Yeah. I mean, given that we know one, he wanted to divorce her, he's cheating on her. So that's kind of not a secret. Like he doesn't really care. Um but at the time we don't know the information of like him cheating on her yet. We that wasn't that hadn't been disclosed um in the film. But he acts very odd. He even smiles when he's taking pictures next to the missing poster. Someone asked for it. One of the media personnel is shouting out, um, let, let's see that smile. And he, oh. does it for, he does it. He flashes it for like a half a half second. second. And then it, and then he, he goes back to the way he was looking. Yeah. The and they, face. that's the only, that's the only image that they use. Oh, right. Yeah. The sensationalized media, which it plays a huge role in this film, which we got to talk about. I mean, we can't, can't not. Let's do it. I mean, um, the sensationalization, sensationalism. Damn. Oh my gosh, my my vocab. Wow. I mean, God, I only okay. I said this. I said this while watching it. The the the. I don't know what's her name. Ellen, the the talk show host. Yeah, Ellen. She reminds me. And it, it's really only from the, my exposure to the new Aaron Sorkin's The Newsroom. Mm. Um, Nancy Grace in television talking about Casey Anthony, um, a mother accused of killing her her young child. Um, I actually don't I don't know what happened in the case. I wasn't you know paying attention to that news because it was I was like ten when it was coming out, and mm. you know I wasn't really up in the uh the murder forums or the you know true crime forums i'm still not in the true crime forums i don't like true crime but <laughs> tangent aside she is they're basically just throwing out wild conjecture incredible hearsay anything to just kind of make their point relevant and keep you focused on them because they're saying such horrible things it must totally be backed up by facts they diagnose him like oh my goodness look at him he he's not processing emotions he looks stone cold now could he just be in shock that his wife is missing yes but the television diagnoses him as a sociopath um they outright say that he murdered her when a yeah. there hasn't been a body and B, they didn't, they haven't arrested them. Yeah. Well, it's that one, it's that one show that we keep seeing, that one lady. Yeah. Um, who says that I don't think any of the other like pundits kind of pin that on him. It's only really her. Well, it's She's the only like, one we see. What? It's the only one we see. No, we see. No, we, well, see, I mean, we other... see that other one does interviews, but. Yeah. That's just we see like I thought we see like normal news coverage other than her. Am I no. tripping? I don't think so. Oh, because it, the media plays another part in this. 
because it's not just the news it's also the paparazzi yeah you've got a hundred people with video cameras and flashing lights outside your house your sister's house and you cannot go outside without being photographed um every single move is being scrutinized Mm -hmm. which is just absolutely terrifying absolutely you know that gets to your head as well that gets into his head too which leads them to behave irrationally i think i mean yeah you're constantly being watched like that it's gonna affect the way you think yeah and uh, it, it 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 they're never helpful well, no, that's not the role of the media. The role of no. the media is not to help, especially in America. And it, yeah, it's, it's not, never it's, it's never focused on the truth. It's focused no. on the gossip. Yeah, exactly. The drama. Because, like, you know, the, the perspective of the media, they're trying to use the story to increase ratings, um, get more viewers, whatever, so they can make more money. Uh, they're not particularly concerned about the truth. Because that's not necessarily, I mean, in this case, it would be really uh, crazy. But, well, one, not, no one knew what was actually happening. Um, no one will know. No one, yeah. And, but on the other hand, like, you can't speculate. Yeah. Um, which is something the media loves to do. Especially, like, the pundit, the punditry side of things. Um, not necessarily journalism, which isn't really discussed in this film. Like the the discussion of like true journalism, quote unquote. Yeah, and like TV journalism. Um, I mean, I'm not a journalist, so I don't really, I'm not really well versed in that conversation. But from what I've heard. From journalists that write articles on like newspapers and stuff, like at the DA, uh, there's just kind of like this uh, negative, more negative uh, pers- um, viewing of of like the news, like on the TV, mm-hmm. um, like cable broadcast news, that sort of thing. But there, because. <laughs> What what the media in Gone Girl sets on is it takes a stance. It's like, this man did this to this woman. She was uh, an innocent housewife. She did nothing wrong. She did nothing to deserve this. And he is the villain for doing this to her. Of course, they jump to the conclusion to say that, but that's the stance they're trying to take. And they're... they're choosing a position or choosing an angle before proving it and that's like the first thing i think they teach you in journalism school is you can't say anything unless you know it's true right but with you know television media it's not like you can be sued like i feel like slander is much less um it's way easier to slander someone than to libel uh someone so yeah i think that you know 
the slander suit while you know it exists there for Nick. I don't think he's he's taking them up on that. No, no, because it's so hard to win. Yeah, exactly. It's so well, hard to win. I mean, with him, it won't be. Hey, he didn't murder his wife. You can't call him a murderer. Well, there was no evidence saying that he did or didn't at the time. Exactly. So they had a 50-50 shot and they, they missed it. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so they had a they, well, flip a coin. Did Nick Dunn kill his uh, wife? Oh, tails never fails. Call it in the air. <laughs> oh, <it's> heads. <laughs> oh, man. Um... <laughs> That that's not oh, any way to be running a media discussion. No. Well, well, again, I think. I mean, well, obviously no, but it's America. What do you expect? Touche. And also, too, I mean, it's not only just the media, but it's like the consumption. Who are the consumers of this media? It's us. Um, you know, normal Americans, everyday citizens. They don't necessarily care about the day to day mullings of boring life when something exciting is happening that's when people tune in well they don't care about the boring stuff until it's somebody exciting like um you know i go to get a cup of coffee i don't drink coffee but if i go to get a cup of coffee no one's following me in with a phone or a camera but if like leonardo dicaprio or ben affleck goes out to get a cup of coffee People will probably follow them with cameras. Well, that's like that's like paparazzi, though. Exactly, because Nick has been made a celebrity by the media, infamous, of course, because you know nobody wants to be labeled a murderer. Hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, because he's been labeled as such, and he's this local celebrity now for the wrong reasons. There are people following him all around. All around. Oh my God, he went to the grocery store and got milk. They're following him with a camera. They're following him when he goes to his sister's house. They're following him uh, from the walk from his dri- his driveway to the um the door to the door. They're following him into the police station. They're following him out of the police station. It, it's really vulturish. Yeah, it's exhaust. It's uh, well, it's exhausting for him, but extremely exploitative and like invade invasion, huge invasion okay. of privacy. Like huge invasion of privacy. Um, I mean, it's not like they're going inside his house, but it, just the fact that they are constantly following him is uh, overkill. Yeah. Um, well, I want. I, I do want to make sure I say this. Some of the the cinematography, the brilliant, brilliant cinematography. There's a there are there is one for sure instance where they mirror the scene they mirror the look the looks the location the type of shot for both nick and amy um it's when um it's when andy's coming over she texts him i'm outside and he opens up the door and he's looking through the the glass and it it pans through towards him and it feels like it's a horror movie because it feels like, oh God, there's somebody outside who's just gonna like reach out and stab him. Mm. Um, mm. And the same thing happens at the lake house with Amy. Like she's been told about the cameras. She goes to the front door and she's, you know, 
looking through the front door. She looks outside like there's somebody outside going to get her. It pans around outside, out the front. It's the exact same pattern both times. Mm. And I think, I think why that is, is because we're meant to say that both Nick and Amy are victims in this case. Because there's not a good and a bad side. I'm not rooting for one person over the other. Like, I do I want Nick to not be sentenced to death or life in prison for the murder of somebody who's not dead? Yes, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> but also, do I kind of get it? Do I want Amy to be, you know, dead or missing or, you know, found out? Not really. Like, you know, her getting beat up in the the cabin, you know, that that's that was concerning. That was worrying. Mm. That was scary. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't want her to, you know, be hurt. I didn't feel as though she was a villain, a malicious person at that point. And I, I, I think that that's really, really skillful from Flynn and Fincher to have that decision to make them both victims. Nick's dealing with the media circus and um, Amy has been taken advantage of for three years and used as a bankroll and mm -hmm. a body. Yeah. And we learned that um, this wasn't the first time that she's trying to do something like this. No. Maybe not to the extent that she took it with Nick, but in her two previous, two previous relationships, um, one of which she tried to fake a uh, sexual crime done to her. Um, which she successfully did, I think. She did. Oh, yeah, she right. Succeeded. He is. He hasn't had a date in ten years. He he can't hasn't applied to it. He can't work because he has. He's had to register as a sex offender. He is. This guy got railroaded. And <laughs> His life is now ruined. He got slammed. He got I swear slammed. I swear that I swear I used that right. He I got slammed. He got, he got railroaded. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm bodied. Are playing Call of Duty now? Yes. Okay. That's well, I, I maybe didn't use the word a hundred percent right, but <laughs> he got bodied. He got absolutely he got trapped. Yes, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, there you go. That's the correct. He got trapped. There you go. Yeah, and then his life was ruined. Why? What? What was the reason? What? What did he say to Nick? What did he tell him? Why she did that? I don't remember. Do you remember? Ah, uh, I want to say he wanted to break up. Okay, that that's valid. I mean. Well, no, 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 not, not, not the her committing like faking and framing him for you know 
um the r word strong one um but yeah anyways and then the her boyfriend before that in high school she always said that he was like a stalker yes and like he loved her a lot and she hated him and she always thought he was weird and whatnot so it's more of like a defamation of character not necessarily doing something framing him for a crime right um it's still affecting i mean it's he is kind of creepy he is yeah. kind of following her around and he is actually kind yeah. of staring. so like yeah, there is, is that is that makes sense yeah but um yeah so this isn't her first rodeo she's experienced in the art of faking crimes that's so <laughs> problematic and she was like, all right, let me one up myself real quick. Let me let me do one worse. Um, it's like, God, it's so psychotic. You know what? You know what got me thinking too about this film? Like, if if a guy, right, that has not been in a relationship ever. And already has some like misogynistic takes or is like misogynist leaning somewhat, mm-hmm. like not fully blown into that yet. Like they're like leaning towards inceldom. They watch this. Oh bro, it's over. They're they're incel immediately. Yeah. No because I- they can't, you know, they don't watch it with the correct perspective of like both of these people suck. Yes. And- not everyone is like this. In fact, rarely anyone is like this. You yeah. Know? No, a hundred percent. A hundred, hundred, hundred percent. I mean, good lord. <laughs> this and you know what? You wanna you wanna talk about, you know, if you wanna throw in just a little spice, a little something bonus, how about that generational trauma? We'll just sprinkle some of that in there because all right that too amy's Amy's parents they're rich right amy's got a million plus dollar trust fund they are loaded why are they loaded well they're successful authors of a children's book series called amazing amy based on their daughter that improve upon her in every single facet that she has you know if if Amy uh, couldn't play an instrument. Uh, the book book version is the best. Uh, if she got cut from a sports team, book version is the star. You know, it is like the ideal version of her sold to the masses and she has to answer for it basically every, at every single turn. Mm-hmm. And now, because her parents are playing God, they're, it's fiction and they're choosing the traits that they want in their perfect daughter while their daughter is also growing up next to them. Yeah, it's like they're neglecting her. Oh. Like their real I'm... daughter. They're neglecting their real daughter in turn for their book or books, which is horrible parenting, by the way. Yeah. Because uh, she turned out fine and dandy. Yeah, because um, she decides, okay, you know, they're playing God with fictional me. I'm going to play God with real people. 
<laughs> and I'm going to mold them into the perfect husband. She, like, after the press conference uh, with the medic with the police officers after she's been medically cleared to speak to them, like she gets, she keeps getting her inconsistencies pointed out at her. Uh, oh, by is- that one cop, by the one detective. I love it. I loved it so much. I was like, please pull the thread a little bit harder, please, because well, yeah. I think I think my attitude changed as soon as she killed Desi. I was like, yeah, this is and framed the whole thing as a kidnapping by him because everyone knows that he's a stalker and been on her for so long. So like, oh, it, it totally fits her uh, the character of him, the one that she's created. And he yeah, doesn't, he doesn't get yeah. a chance to defend himself because he is he's, uh, dead. He did. He died. Yeah. Um. But yeah, because she uses the media as a weapon. Yes, she and, she weaponizes the media to and, to and and when she she realizes that because she gets caught in the act right when at the point when she's at the lake house and Nick yeah. does that interview with that that one lady or whatever whatever her name is yeah sure and and the like the tide. Like the tide shifts, the momentum is yeah, the put on its head, and now Nick, now Nick is like the good guy, sort of, yeah, in a way. And then she's like, "Well, all right, I can't do this one anymore. All right, I gotta, I gotta think of something else so I can get out of this, so I can like actually return and whatnot, and make sure he's not framed anymore." And <laughs> Because that was what she wanted. That that speech that he gives to the camera on that show, that's exactly the kind of person that she wanted. And she couldn't figure out a way to drive him to become that person without being the nagging, the overbearing, the nitpicky, the uh, insert word for female dog here. Like she would be, he would resist if she just asked him to be nicer or asked him to change his behavior, she needed to force him into a way to be what she wanted him to be, which is effective and also incredibly manipulative. So manipulative. But that's the thing. It works. They're in the shower. She's cleaning all of the blood of her uh, murder victim off of her. And she is um like, well the reason well, the reason she does it murder. the reason she does it is because she wants to make sure he doesn't have a wire tap on. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like she is or a wire on, wearing a wire. Yeah. She's fully saying, you know, that was he's like, I was only telling you what I wanted you what what you wanted to hear. And she's like, I know, you have to do that more often. You have to be that person now. And you are stuck. You are trapped. You are mine. It's I mean, terrifying. She impregnates herself somehow with a with with an old sample. No, wasn't it with Desi? I didn't think so. No, I thought it was with Desi. No. Yeah, it was. Well, either way, she traps him. He said he wants all the tests. And she's like, all right, but it's going to come out as yours and you will be stuck with me 
because if you no. be way worse will happen. No, 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 no. Her, I thought, I swear that she said that because she had other leverage over him because he was like, I'm going to find out. I want these tests. But she said no because she had some other dirt on him or something like that. Well, she used it from the fertility clinic. He had a, He had a note from the fertility clinic that he had a sample that he gave to them. She stole it. She used it. No, 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 no. I thought it was. I thought she got what pee. It I thought she got pee from that one lady. Well, that's how she faked. That's how she faked the test. That she was pregnant. Medical records. That she was pregnant. She actually is. She needed to have it in her medical records ahead of her disappearance. Mm. But I think she also needed to impregnate herself because. If she dies and the test says she's pregnant and they find the body and there's not a baby in there, that's a question. Did she just fake it? False positive? Oh, okay. I see. But like, I think that's an, in, that's an interesting loop, like an interesting kind of, it's another one of those holes. Like where did the murder weapon come from? Or I, I should put, you know, air quotes, murder weapon. Oh, the puppet. Well, how did Desi get the puppet if it was already in the tool shed? Well, he must have taken it from me. Well, then how did it get to the tool shed if he abducted you straight from here? Right. Like, her story doesn't add up. And everyone is kind of desensitized to the fact that she's returned and she's covered in blood. That they're not really going to dig any deeper on what actually happened. And because... Amy has the public perception perception of being the victim. Everyone is going to go along with her as well. And they're like, I'm fading. I'm exhausted. I'm done. Media is like, oh, yeah, we totally get it. We're just going to get the (laughs) heck out and see it. Good luck. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Sorry about that. No questions asked. No questions asked. But. The only people, the only people that are like suspicious of her, obviously Nick, the detective, and Nick's lawyer, and his, and sister. his sister, and no one else is like, all right, no, nah, we we're done here. All right, pack our bags. Time for the next story. I mean, <laughs> gosh, it's ridiculous. That movie was like bananas. And you know what? I'll be honest. I I only I I I shouldn't take credit for knowing that that she was faking her death. But I do one hundred percent percent take credit for the fact of knowing Nick was cheating before it is revealed to us. Because not only is it like making sense with like the acting, um, with the okay, why does she leave him? Is she just sick and tired? No, he probably did something. What could he do? What's really easy to do? cheat but also i feel like ben affleck in any movie in the last 10 years is just this guy in a dark room probably cheating on his wife with somebody younger this isn't a movie this is not ben affleck in real life i'm not defaming ben affleck please don't come after me ben's lawyers please please don't kill me (laughs) the guy even married 
Uh, yeah, he's married. He's married to who? J-Lo? Oh, Jennifer Garner. Oh, yeah, J-Lo. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez. They just got married last year. <laughs> yeah, bam. That's Dave. funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not accusing Ben Affleck of cheating on Jennifer Lopez. I am saying, though, that a lot of his movies do seem to have that dichotomy of him, dark room, younger woman, probably a wife somewhere. <laughs> I mean, it's just the vibe. Yeah. But. Wow. Well, that's, that's how they, so he is, I guess. I mean, it was this, 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 this movie is just jaw dropping. I, I don't, I can't think of a thriller so captivating as this that has, you know, I don't, I can't think of one that has just like grabbed a hold of me and not let me go for the entire runtime of the film. This, 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 the way that it unravels itself with the reveal of Amy actually being alive. And that was like an hour in there would be, there was an hour left of the film after that moment. And I'm like, what could possibly happen after this? And oh my God, it was just a lot more that could happen after that. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly right. <laughs> that no, I did not I'm... see coming. Yeah. And it was brilliant. Um, and, you know, Rosamund Pike, God, she plays such a, like, her role, like, her performance is a psychopathic housewife yeah. is amazing. She's amazing. Really good. She's amazing in this. Like, she kind of, like, has to play this like damsel in distress, but simultaneously play this like ruthless and sinister person with the most insane psychotic ideas and like you know making that those things a reality. Um I'm the balance yeah, is, I mean... is wonderful. It's psychotic. Yeah. I I mean, I really just wonder what Jillian Flynn was going through when she wrote this book. Because uh, it's based in anything, uh, anything real. We should probably um, send someone check if she's okay. Because uh, we don't want <laughs> Ms. Flynn faking her death uh, to frame her husband for murder in a state where the death penalty exists. <laughs> please don't uh, oh man a cinematic odyssey PSA please don't fake your death please don't fake your kidnapping please don't fake your murder and please don't frame your spouse <laughs> oh, that's these are all crimes by the way yeah um and then you know shout out to uh um oh man, what's her name? Carrie Coon. Carrie Coon. 
for Margo. her performance as Margot. That oh, she yeah. was fantastic in her role. Um, I think this is one of her very first films, if I recall, or one of her very few. I don't think she's in that many movies. Um, was it her first film? Yeah, let's see. Uh, yes, it was. It was her first film. Yeah, cause she started in theater. Yeah, and she she did a bunch of television, um, as well. But oh, dang, that's a lot of theater credits. Yeah, really? her film her film debut was Gone Girl. Fair yeah, she was. Oh, that's really good. Really, really good. But yeah, I mean, it's a good way to start. I mean, it was very impressive. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, her breaking down, being unable to accept the fact that Amy, who did all of this to Nick, he now wants to stay with her. And it's not just like, I want to stay with her for for how everything looks. It's, I want to stay with her because I want to stay with her, because I love her. Yeah, that person you love just tried to get you sentenced to death. So let's scale back. <laughs> let's, 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 um, you know, let's sit with this for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, geez. I mean, you know, at the end of the film, I kind of do feel bad for Nick. Even though, I mean, what he did is inexcusable, you know, cheating on her and whatnot. And like, not really being a good husband oh god no but i do feel sympathy for him at the end i'm like oh my god this sucks because he's her toy at the end it's not like like she she is she's now in complete control of him she will make him do whatever she wants him to do and whereas that wasn't was that wasn't like necessarily the case before, like with Nick. Nick wasn't necessarily controlling her; he was just kind of using her, right? For whatever he needed, and then that was about it. Well, unless I'm misinterpreting, I, mean, could, I think it's, I think it's the difference between playing with a, playing with a toy and operating a marionette. Mm. You're technically controlling both aspects, except one is less coordinated, less um, careful, and just more, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Crude. That's the word I'm looking for. It's crude, it's clumsy, it's goofy, it's on a whim. The other one is calculated manipulative planned coordinated they they use each other yeah. except is premeditated use of a person better than just kind of taking advantage of them in the moment you don't have to answer that that's that's a question we can leave our our dear listeners with you know, sit with that. Think about that at dinner. Bring that up to <laughs> your spouse. Both are bad. <laughs> Both are bad. <laughs> Bring that up to your spouse. Uh, have a nice conversation. Don't fake your deaths. 
you know, all that good stuff. Oh my god. Yeah, is it better to premeditate manipulation or just to do it on a whim? Yeah, exactly. No, I mean that's exactly the thing. Like if I'm well, both with- is bad. I think that's the point. Both is bad. Both are bad. Yes. But uh, one you can make the argument that doing it premeditated is a little worse. You could. But given given the circumstances that led her to this this position it's kind of fair i mean it sucks for him but i mean he he put himself in this mess yeah he did but it's I but mean, also it's not like it's the overkill it's, it's a little overkill like, yeah, what she did of, is overkill <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so instead of sitting down at the dining room table and saying, "Hey, honey, can we have a talk about how we're uh, treating each other in this marriage?" It's, "I will break you, and put the pieces together into the husband I want." <laughs> no conversation necessary. Who needs talking when I can just? Who needs break therapy? You? Who needs counseling? No, we don't need that. I we do. Don't. <laughs> we don't need that. Says. We just we just need a. Uh... We just need some good old fashioned uh, terrifying manipulation. That could get uh, you killed, possibly. Could, yeah. And she committed a a crime while doing it. First degree I mean, murder. That and also too isn't like framing somebody for a crime. <laughs> a is crime. Faking your own death. Uh, faking your own death. No, 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 not that. Like. Framing somebody for murder, like isn't that a crime? That seems like that's worthy of a crime, it's right? Pro- that's probably a crime. But yeah. You know what? Let's find out. Is framing someone a crime? Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes. Simple. Simply put, yes. Frame up is a. Uh, in, in the United States, a frame-up or setup is the act of framing someone that is providing false evidence or false testimony in order to falsely prove someone guilty of a crime. So it might not work if it's action. Oh, no, that's false evidence. Never mind. Just kidding. Yeah. What a what a crazy film. I yeah, it's pretty good. I I loved it. Um a lot of fun. Fun for the family, fun for the whole family. Minus the nudity. Minus the nudity. Yeah, 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 it was weird. Wait, do I remember any of it? I don't think I remember any of that. I just remember the craziness of the whole story yeah it's rated r for nudity oh and, and also the gore the, the yeah, gore for, that was yeah. dude I that was graphic well. i did not do well with that that was graphic yeah that made me that made me a little queasy that was and i was cringing i was like oh my goodness Ugh. i jumped i jumped that's how gory that was i jumped in response expletives were used I that's the best I could say it. I mean, yeah, yeah. that was bad. It was bad. Poor, uh, poor Desi. Mm. 
Well, it's not like he. It's not like. It's not like he deserved to be. Killed. No, he didn't also deserve like, to be killed. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, he it was deserved to be killed. Hey, hey, the ends justify the means. They're having a kid. Amy and Nick are having a kid, <laughs> and it's because he's dead. <laughs> it's horrible. Hey, That's it's a messed horrible. up movie. <laughs> there was a there was a letterbox review I saw. Yeah. Um. Of someone said women should be allowed to do this <laughs> no! I, I was like I hope, no! this person, I hope this person's joking i hope, I hope so too <laughs> i just like i no just like should be... huh. no you're what right you say? no what are you gonna say though i like the one that you liked which is um every time i think about getting back together with my ex i watch this movie does the trick every time <laughs> so funny oh yeah so That's funny like, it's like medication stream medication. medication streaming now for what is it like 16 bucks a month on hbo max oh max now it's max it's just max oh, today well, today 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 it's known as max from now well, that's on not, that's not going to be confusing <laughs> I'll call it. I'll, I'll still call it HBO Max. I mean, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna change. Where Where are you streaming right. the movies, Max? Oh, I'm streaming them on the me. Max, on me, on me. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! So bad. But that's Gone Girl for you. Yeah. Um. More regular updates to come this summer. Fun stuff, good stuff, Michael Mann stuff. Yes, yes. Eventually, at some point, mm-hmm. guaranteed. At least one, maybe two. Uh huh. That's right. Uh huh. Because <laughs> what what we got? What we got on the radar? On on the radar, somewhere swimming around. Um, the Palm d'Or winner from the Cannes Film Festival that's happening in right now as we speak. Yeah. Uh, we've got Drive My Car from Ryusuke Hamaguchi on the That radar. was from two years ago. Yes. Two years ago, right? Uh, I don't know if it won Palm d'Or, but it, uh, no. Um, no, but it, I think, I think it did. Film. Oh, no, Teton won. Teton won that year. That's right. From uh, Julia Ducournau or however you say her name. But it won Best International Feature at the Oscars. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, um, the... Uh, um, ba, ba, ba. We we've also got Heat from Michael Mann. Yes, masterpiece. I love that film. Have you seen that? You've never seen it, right? No. Oh, it's incredible. You so good. Yeah. Love that. Uh, yeah, we've got what? What else? Um, Thief. Is that another Michael Mann one? That's another Michael Mann film that I haven't seen. I want to see it. It's with James Caan as the lead. He plays like a bank robber. Nice. Um, uh, Amadeus is included in yeah. that from you know, Milos Foreman about Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff coming this summer. Yes, yes. I've been I've been dipping my feet into the well. I'll be back to updating weekly on the Instagram about what I've seen recently. Um, recent highlights include uh, Kelly Reichardt's showing up. Um, hmm. The Charlie Day's directorial debut in Fool's Paradise. 
I and I recently just saw the French Dispatch for the first time. Nice. So, all that and more. Coming Every s- yeah. Oh no! What you say? No, that oh. was it. Oh, yeah. I, I just saw Goodfellas last night. Nice. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, I had seen it before, but it was Mackenzie's first time watching it. Ooh. Yeah, that movie's a lot of fun. Have you seen that? No. Nope. Scorsese. But I was like, oh look, it's on, it's on HBO Max. As yeah. I search for Gone Girl, I'm like, all right, we'll book. Yeah, we'll good, park, good we'll fellas. Yeah, good fellas, great. Yeah, the new Scorsese film's been getting a lot of praise at Con because it premiered at Con. Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh yeah. I'm looking so forward to that. It comes out in October, though. I gotta wait. I gotta wait so long. That's all right. You got plenty of stuff to 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 bide your time with right now. And also, too, what in the summer? Barbie oh, yeah. and Oppenheimer. Oh yeah. You've got Asteroid City. You've and got that Barbie. Too. You've got Oppenheimer. You've got Killers of the Flower Moon. Um. The I'm new sure. Indiana Jones. Transformers and yeah. new Transformers. There's like four Transformers movies coming out this summer. I don't understand it. I, I'm not hopping on that wagon. Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Oh my gosh! And it's not directed by Michael Bay, although it does look like a Michael Bay Transformers movie. Although Optimus <laughs> Prime, Optimus Prime looks like Gen One Optimus Prime from like the TV show from the '80s, so I'm happy about that. So I have a little faith, but not too much faith. I have a little bit of faith, but not a lot. Just a bit. I have some faith. It's not Michael Bay, so it's not going to be terrible. We'll see. It it probably will be, but... (laughs) (laughs) That's so silly. And on that note, <laughs> on that note, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. That's been uh, the Cinematic Odyssey here on United to the Moose. Thank you for tuning in. I know it's been a while. Now we're actually going to be more consistent from here on out. Um, look out for our usual, typical weekly releases as we did before. Uh, graduation, whatever. From it's been a bit of a very busy time for the both of us this past month. So now we're getting into the swing of things once again. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's been Gone Girl forever.